Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ash Cheeks podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Taylor, back for another episode. This week I am live. Actually, I'm not live. This won't be live, but I'm in Indiana and I have a very special guest with me. I mentioned in the last episode that I was going to have a special guest this week, Lord willing, and the Lord was willing. <laughs> Joining me today is my mom. Hello. Are you excited to be here? Very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for you to be here. I'm kind of honestly surprised that you agreed to it. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> are you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you are. We're going to have uh, a fun conversation tonight, but yes, we are. I need you to first answer the question that everybody wants to know the answer to. Uh oh, is the bed fuckable? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ashley, I got the bed ready for you. <laughs> Thank wink, you. wink. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's funny because whenever I posted something on my Instagram story. Well, I had showed, Luke showed you that reel that I made. Yes. So if anybody doesn't know the story or hasn't seen like the video, my mom was putting together. Can I tell it? Yes. I mean, I've already told Yes. It, so. I think at this point <laughs> they need to know. Um, so my mom ha- got a new bed for the spare bedroom and her, my brother was over helping her put it together. Am I telling the story yes. correctly? <laughs> and there was a piece that she wanted to make sure was secure. Were you missing a piece or? No, I just wanted to make just... everything, make sure that everything was all screwed in and tight and <laughs> sturdy. Sturdy. There we go. And then you said, you were like really concerned about, you said something, well, if anybody's having any sex. <laughs> and my brother, because you don't have guests a lot. It's not no, like people we don't. are like coming in and out of town. Like no, nobody's it's just my to- husband and I here in this house. So yeah, yeah no. <laughs> and she said, "Yeah, if anybody's having any sex," and Luke was like, "Who's gonna come have sex in your spare bedroom?" And she said, "Well, Ashley." <laughs> I think out of context, like it sounds funny, but. Really, I know that you only meant that because I'm literally the only person that ever sleeps in your spare room because you don't ever have any guests. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you never bring anybody and home. I never bring anybody home. <laughs> <laughs> but now I guess I you're know having sex with yourself. yourself. Yeah, well, the, don't count that out. <laughs> In which case, I'm glad the bed is really sturdy. <laughs> so anyways, I made that real just because I thought it was funny that you thought I was, what did I say? I've never brought a guy home and she's worried I'm going to break the bed. <laughs> so whenever I mentioned that I was going to be coming back to Indiana, so many random people were messaging me and were like, your mom's ready with the bed. <laughs> So thank That's you. Hilarious. The hospitality here is really unmatched. <laughs> so um, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining. Another thing that people want to know, being my mom, what do you love the most about me? Actually, that's boring. What can you not stand about me? Oh you my goodness. <laughs> okay, so I love your passion. For what? Everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. You're all in for everything. Yeah. Your work, your family, you're just a very passionate person. And what was the other one? Um, oh, what can you not stand about me? <laughs> oh, um, what do I do that like drives you nuts? Hmm. Well, 
I don't know, sweetheart. <laughs> now that's good that nothing really sticks out. <laughs> nothing really sticks out at the moment. Basically, I'm perfect is what you're Can saying. We, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly I just what I'm saying. I'm away for you to like not be able to figure it out. But seriously, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Being my mom, like me and you have a very close relationship, especially the older I've gotten. And I tell you pretty much everything I feel like. So you know me better than anyone. And actually even sometimes better than I feel like I know myself. (laughs) (laughs) I remember there was, I've talked recently about accepting a new job. Mm -hmm. And right before I accepted this job, I was um, going through like for another job. Yes. And I was going to be traveling a lot. Like 75% of the time, I think. And I at first thought I really wanted that because I'm like, oh my God, that would be awesome. I'd love it. And you were like, you. Yeah, I was the one to point out. For like a week. (laughs) (laughs) But I know you, like, you're not going to like it. You like your routine. You like your place and everything, like being around, you know, the things that you're really my routine more than anything. Right. You get that from me. I'm a very routine person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're both like that. 100%. Yeah. And you were right. Like, I ended up taking the other job and I was gone for. I think I ended up being gone total for like two weeks, but it was like one week and then I had a week in home and then I was gone for another week. But even after you hated just the it. first week, yeah. I hated it. I called you <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I think I was just caught up in the, oh, I get to travel. Idea. Right. Because yeah. when I was younger, like if somebody would have said like, oh, you're going to have make have this job and make all this money, but the biggest thing being like you're going to travel, I would have jumped at that just because it sounded fun right but not thinking about being in it on a day-to-day basis like and especially with how I am now being such a routine person I would have hated it you would have yeah yes but there's time like that and I would also say with um men oh yeah there would be no time oh no no no, not just that but I mean like in that scenario specifically I feel like you kind of knew me better than I knew myself or at least were able to see things that I was not able to recognize I guess right away um so in things situations like that but also I feel like with men like sometimes if I like start getting involved in a certain situation I feel like you don't say much you kind of let me like Go yeah. through my own thing, experience right. my own. Here's a good example. One of the last guys that I was like really attracted to or had kind of anything for, I remember I showed you a picture of him before I like kind of, I think went on like a date with him for the first time or whatever, which I do, especially anybody that you meet, like a lot of dating today is digital over dating apps or social media or whatever. And for me, especially like my my really good friends was killed by somebody mm-hmm. that she met on a dating app. So mm-hmm. like you can know somebody and talk to somebody for a couple of weeks, but like, you don't really know somebody like, so for me, I always show if I meet some guy over some kind of dating app or social media or whatever, first of all, it doesn't really happen a lot. Cause I'm, <laughs> I don't have actually, you don't like, have time for anybody. I don't. And I don't like, not that I don't have time. I could absolutely make time. But yeah, you could. But meeting somebody over a dating app or over Instagram or social media, media or whatever, a lot of times the I don't have a lot of time for the small talk conversation to get me interested enough to like meet somebody. 
And then, um, a lot of time. So like, I don't know, I don't feel like I ever actually end up meeting that many people from social. Like I have to really be interested and really, really be interested in wanting to meet somebody and try to like invest something into it. Even if it's just something casual to like adjust my schedule to make time for them. It's not that I don't have time. I think everybody will make time if you want to make time. Right. Yes. Exactly. And it's not that I don't want people to think like, Oh, I never am going to want to date. Cause I'm never going to have time. Cause it's not the case either, but it does. Like I have to really be interested in you to like, right to want to invest something into it. Cause I got a really good thing going on right now. <laughs> and like, but I do want to be open to that, but it's just, I just feel like dating apps and stuff like that really don't work out for me because of your that. priorities change. Yeah. When you find someone. Yeah. Yeah. But so I was saying all of that to say I had, I was going to meet somebody that I had in a roundabout way met from a dating app. And I showed you a picture of him when I was going to be meeting him for the first time in case like, Hey, if anything happens to me, this is who did it. <laughs> <laughs> and all you said was he looks like a heartbreaker. <laughs> and I remember and I was like, damn, I wish I would have like listened to that. But I feel like, like I said, you kind of will let me. You like all the heartbreakers. I do. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I think one of the things we were going to talk about on the podcast, maybe it was just your thoughts on me and my dating situation currently, which there's not really much to talk about. Um, but I have realized that about myself. I've been attracted to like the wrong things in men or a lot of. You like just I, like the really good looking guys. <laughs> but that, there's and, nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. But your brother and I <laughs> what do we you think, think we we both think that in that department you need to lower your standards. Like I mean, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, he's never said that to me. He tells me, like, everything, too. Um, We have to ask him about that. Well, the thing... (laughs) (laughs) I've noticed that... So, okay. I've talked a lot on this podcast about how I don't... I'm not attracted to, like, a lot of people. And not... Like, I I definitely think a lot of people are attractive. Like, I can look at someone and be like, he's a handsome man. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean I'm, like, attracted to Mm -hmm. him. I I appreciate and recognize, I mean, all kinds of attractive men... Um, but I don't have like strong connections with people in a romantic sense or like chemistry or whatever, very often. And, um, but when I do, it's like really intense, but I feel like looking back on it now, a lot of those things are more like physical connections. Mm -hmm. And then when, but it's not just that I like these really hot guys that are assholes. They're not like they, they, they end up being like, they don't, they're definitely not protecting my heart or whatever, but just like them as people, they're good people. Right. They have good hearts and like, there's great things about them. They're all very charming. And that's one of the hardest things I've had to realize lately. And just with the dating the last, I don't know, year or two, the difference between charming and genuine. Right. Like a lot of them are good looking and they hold the door and they walk on the outside of the sidewalk and open every door for me and whatever. But a lot of times that's not for me. That's for them. Like they like the way that it makes them feel whenever you're swooning over them or like, you know what I mean? Right. Yes. 
Um, so it's not like that they are hot and they treat me like shit and I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> like falling at their feet. Like I, I do fall for the charm as well. Right. But I will agree that like, it's not much beyond that, at least for me personally. I'm not saying that again, like that they're bad people or whatever. Oh but no, like, I would agree with that. I don't I think, think that they are like the guys that I've met or I feel like. Are yeah. good people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where was I going with that? What was my original question for you? Mm-hmm. Oh, you were saying I just need to like lower my standards <laughs> in terms of the looks department, basically. <laughs> I do think too, I, I think I read this and I don't think it was Elisa Turkers. How do you say her name? Lisa Turkers? Mm-hmm. I don't think it was one of her books. I was reading something around the time that I was reading one of her books. So I can't remember if this came from her book or not but it said like and until you heal from something like a lot of times you'll be attracted to whatever it is that you haven't healed from in mm-hmm. somebody else mm-hmm. and I found that to be true like I was stuck on one person or one relationship for like a long time it was like really hard for me to get over it and I for a long time wasn't attracted to anybody at all I think Mm -hmm. because I was just so stuck on that and then when I was attracted to people again I was like I realize now that a lot of those people like resembled certain things about that relationship or that person that was hard for me to get over whether it be looks personality career (laughs) whatever I and I was like I for a while it was like I did have a very specific type almost Mm -hmm. that I liked Mm -hmm. and now I think once I realized that and like I do feel healed from that relationship in a sense I do think that there's like a lot of just as with any kind of I've learned some like all of my relationships have impacted me greatly like Mm -hmm. there's things I think that with everybody you learn from all of your relationships Um, but once I realized that then it made me like want to be the opposite of it or like not be that way at all. You can take that out if you want. You don't have to listen. Um, and then I almost like totally changed my type. Like the men that I've kind of been attracted to lately are like nothing like what I was attracted to for a long time. Really? Yeah. Well, good. So, <laughs> so what do you, you have think? To show so me you some pictures. <laughs> I let did me, go on. Let a, me yeah. see for myself. Yeah. I did go on a date um, last weekend. I would oh, say like totally. Go? I had so much fun. Like, so he's not even doesn't even live in Orlando. So it's like I don't. I didn't have intentions going into it like as somebody that I would seriously date or whatever. I'm not saying that like I wouldn't. I don't know him enough to like. Right. But I don't think it's like even on any kind of level for either one of us even it's very like just a casual thing he was in town I had talked to him actually connected with him through social media and he was going to be coming to Orlando um just so happened to be like two weeks after that so anyways he was in town for the weekend I met him and I had so much fun like I just laughed my ass off with him all night and that was something I think that I needed because I hadn't been dating like Mm -hmm. and I was putting so many restrictions on myself especially my social life or dating or anything with prepping for a competition 
thinking like, oh, I can't go out to eat. I can't go out for drinks. I can't do all these things because I thought it would throw me off or like throw me off my schedule, my routine, throw my meal plan off or your goals, my goals. Yes. You're very goal oriented. Yeah. And I think a lot of times I, I think there's good things about that and some things to be respected about that. But one of my fears with that is that people are going to think I'm not fun or I'm like a boring person. You know what I mean? Right. Like I don't ever like to do anything and that's not the case. And I've realized that I, I do, I think I was in kind of a reclusive place for a while, just with COVID, the pandemic, going Mm -hmm. through a lot of things the last couple of years, I wasn't Mm -hmm. going out. And, and then also just with moving, like moving Mm -hmm. to Charlotte and then moving to Orlando and not having like a whole bunch of friends. And then especially in the pandemic, whatever, it was hard to go out, but it was like, I forgot that I liked going out. I like being a social person. Like I think for a couple of years, I kind of was not like that at all or almost the opposite of that. But I definitely was like that before. Would you say? Yes. Like, yes, I loved going. Oh, you love like, to have fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, I think you love to laugh. Oh uh, yeah. And that's what I had so much fun last weekend with that guy because It was like, I think sometimes whenever we really hadn't communicated a whole lot going into it. So like, I feel like normally maybe, or me before, even like years before when I was dating, I, those kinds of situations would make me nervous. And a lot of times I would deal with that. I think anybody would deal with that by drinking. Like that's why a lot of times people's first date is to go out and have drinks right because it takes the edge off whatever you're like it makes it's a little nerve-wracking going to it nervous for both people like the man and the woman especially if you're any bit interested in them right it's natural to like be a little bit nervous i thought maybe going into this situation that it would be the same way but it wasn't at all like just felt very very comfortable the whole time and i'd had so much fun with that i mean we literally so what'd you do where'd you go well so he um (laughs) We'd really just went out for dinner. I would say for drinks, but we didn't end up like that was kind of the idea going into it. And then whenever we got there, he was like, do you drink? And I was like, actually, no. And normally, like I said, I, I, I feel like whenever I've tried to date or I've met men on dating apps or whatever, and they want to set up their first date. And then it's always like, do you want to go get drinks? And at first I used to always try to explain like, Oh no, like I'm actually prepping for a conference. Like I can't do that. But I'm like, that sounds like so douchey. (laughs) And again, like, I think I was just worried that people would think I'm not fun or that it's always like that, but it's not like, I do still want to be able to, even if I am, or I'm seriously dating somebody or whatever, I want us to be able to go out with our friends and have fun or go out to dinners. And like, I can make it work. Like I can find something that I can eat or I can I can still go out and have fun if I'm not drinking. Like, so I went into it kind of thinking like either I would maybe I'll have a drink or kind of try to like tailor my plan or my goals or whatever to be able to make myself date. Anyways, I say all that to say whenever we sat down and he was like, do you drink? And I was like, actually like not really. He was like, oh, thank God me either. And like push the menu away. And he was like, I was going to if you wanted to, but he's an athlete as well. And he was like, I don't drink whenever I'm in season and I don't drink whenever I'm prepping for a competition. So it worked out for me. It was great for me to like, see that because that was one of the reasons why I haven't been dating because I was so afraid of that. 
And then the first situation, it was like, oh, what have you been worried about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I didn't have, I didn't have to drink. I didn't have to sacrifice my plan and like what my goals were or whatever. Neither did he. And if and you can't I be yourself from the beginning, then it's not going to work out. Exactly. So yeah, it was fun. And it makes me now I want to be more open to like doing more of that. And it was cool because I got to see another part of Orlando that I haven't really spent very much time. And I think I've been struggling a little bit moving to Orlando and like Mm -hmm. just trying to Mm -hmm. settle and get comfortable and like meet people and find areas to go. When I first moved there, I don't know if I was just talking to like the wrong party committee or what, but like the places that were first recommended to me whenever I moved there like going out scenes and stuff and the places that I was taking my friends when they would come in town, I was embarrassed. Like I was like, (laughs) this is like (laughs) not the best. Like, is this Orlando? Like I thought, and I really, that was my idea of what Orlando was like. Cause I didn't know there was all these like way better places that I've been since then. One of them being where I went last weekend, but uh, I didn't like it at first. But I'm like, I should be, I'm young, I'm single. Like I should be going out on dates and especially being in a new city and like exploring new parts of the city Mm -hmm. and everything. So we went to Capitol Grill, Hmm. that steak place. Okay. But most importantly, was the company good? Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah, I had so much fun with him. Um, And you said, I love to laugh. That's why I started talking about that because I laughed all night and I just, it felt comfortable. I felt like, I and could you have an infectious and... laugh. I <laughs> He said, I wanted, he was like, you do laugh at everything. And I was like, yeah. he was like, so I'm not really even funny. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, if I'm laughing, that does not mean that you're funny. Cause it does not take a lot to make me laugh. <laughs> if you ever want to try out stand up comedy, you need to hit me up and have me be in the front row of your show because no matter you could suck, you could be up there eating dick and I will be laughing my ass off and everybody in the audience will be laughing because I'm They'll be laughing, laughing at you. Exactly. <laughs> but there was another guy a couple weeks ago that I was going to go on a date with. The main reason why I didn't know if I wanted to go is because I'm such a like routine person. So Mm -hmm. again, if I'm like really interested in you and like, if you ask me to do something on the drop of a dime, I'll be down. Like I'll be down for whatever. I'll rearrange my plans. But for somebody to meet somebody for the first time or whatever, I need like a week's notice (laughs) because I do. I'll show you right now. Like, so that oh, people know you're I'm not so lying. much like your mother. Like I literally have my list of <laughs> like but what I'm gonna do every day for the oh next. Oh my gosh! To next Sunday, and some of these things are basic, like just <laughs> things that I do every Saturday or every Sunday right. or whatever, like getting set up for the week. But yeah, I normally plan my week out like at least a week at a time. So. This guy had asked me about going on a date one weekend. So say it was like a Saturday. He was going to be coming in town. He lives in Florida, but like a little bit outside of or outside of Orlando. He was going to be coming in again that weekend. Uh, so basically he asked me, he did ask me a week in advance. 
And we kind of like loosely agreed. I was like, okay, that sounds good. But there was no definite plans or anything. Just, hey, I'm going to see you while I'm in town. I'm like, okay, sounds good. And then I didn't hear anything from him all week. And granted, I didn't reach out to him either, but I kind of had forgotten about it. Like, and I, I didn't get a sense that he was that interested in me. Like, because Cause he I didn't, didn't hear anything. Yeah, not at all. Not like, hey, are we still on? Or let's, right. you know, make any kind of plans or whatever. So then literally the day before, or technically the day of, I guess it was like three hours before. So he was in town and he was like, hey, do you want to meet up with me in three hours? And I was like, no, not really. (laughs) I haven't heard anything from, like, I kind of have other plans now. Like, I didn't know if you were even still coming or if you even really wanted to meet me at all to begin with. And, um, so yeah, that was a thing that, so that's another thing. I feel like if it, if I feel like I can't be myself or if it's not a hell yes, it's a no for me. I think I was thinking like, oh my God, okay, I'm 31. I'm going to be 32 this year. Like my biological clock in a sense is ticking, which there's like Rihanna just got pregnant for the first time at 35 or 36 or like Kim Kardashian had kids late into her thirties mm-hmm. and Chloe mm-hmm. or not Chloe, um, Courtney Kardashian. She's, I think 40 something, 40 maybe now. And they're getting ready to marry Travis and they're talking about having kids. Great. If you're a celebrity, like you can have, or not even just being a celebrity, but it does take a lot of money, like certain it is harder to get pregnant the older you are. Right. But there's definitely medical advances and technology and things like that that you can do. But that's shit's expensive. Like really more than that, just thinking about taking care of kids. Like I see with my nieces and nephew, like they wear my ass out. And they now I'm do. like, oh, they're I so see why fun. people do. <laughs> they're so fun. They're so fun. Like I, it's, that's like the best thing in the world. But literally I'm exhausted after like an hour of playing Barbies. I'm like, I don't know. I'm out of shit to say. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, I want to play with you, but like, tell me, give me some notes or something. Like, is there a script? Like, I don't know what to do. And it's draining. Or they like me to like pick them up and throw them in the air and like run around and play tag and play hide and seek. And then it's exhausting. So I'm like, okay, I see why people have kids when they're younger. Cause like when you're in your thirties, it's like, fuck, I can't keep up. <laughs> I'm ready for bed. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I do think like a part of me thinks about that sometimes. I, I will say, I don't think as much as I used to. And especially since moving away from here, like I feel like being in a smaller town, like it's like you go to college, you graduate, you get a job, you get married, you start a family. And there's not like a whole lot of other things going on. And like, since I've moved away to bigger cities when there are a lot more, like Charlotte was really big for the finance industry and like Mm -hmm. banking. So there's a lot of young professionals and people that are more career oriented and, Mm -hmm. and the looking for marriage and a family not that it's on the back burner but it's not like the priority whenever you're somebody like my age or in their Mm -hmm. mid to late 20s or whatever uh so I feel like I fit into that more like moving away from home but when I was here I did feel like oh my god to be my age and to not be married or have kids already or at least on that path I felt like I was behind or something Mm -hmm. 
And then moving away to a bigger city, I didn't feel like that as much. But then again, like I said, being in my 30s and like as a woman, like, okay, if I do want to have kids, like something's going to have to happen in the next like (laughs) couple of years or, you know, three, four years or whatever, at least for me to even be in a place where those things could happen for me. And I feel like for a while that made me feel like, Oh my God. Okay. I have to start dating. Like I have to find somebody now. Now I realize, Oh shit. No, I want to make sure that I like really get it right because I don't want my next relationship to be another failed relationship. I wouldn't say right. a failed relationship. No relationship's really a failure. Cause as long as you right. learn, you learn from, from it and grow. Right. Exactly. But I don't want to be like 34 or 35 and like feeling that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I would, it almost makes me less tolerant to bullshit. Do you have anything else to add besides being genuine? Not being genuine. What'd you say? I guess being genuine to myself, being authentic, mm-hmm. being you. You want to talk about the bachelor? And you got to laugh a lot. Oh yeah, definitely. And you have to be able to laugh at yourself. Oh, That's exactly. That's one thing that I'm learning. Exactly. I think... That also comes with just being comfortable with yourself. Like whenever you are comfortable and confident in who you are, it you, it's so easy to laugh mm-hmm. at yourself. Do you be knowing the kinds of things that I've talked about on my podcast before? Because you've listened to a lot of my episodes mm-hmm. and I talk openly about sex and relationship and things like that. And you know, some of the types of like pictures and stuff that I've posted on like social media and even just doing bodybuilding and like bikini. I mean, I'm basically up on shit. I was up on stage in a thong bikini practically. And, and we were, were cheering, cheering you on. <laughs> Go ass cheeks. Yeah. You guys were in there with the banner. <laughs> like right. my whole family was there with a banner. I was thinking about that recently. I think like that's where I got my love for competing because I like competing in anything Mm -hmm. for a long time but when I was younger it was like track and cross country those were my big things especially track but I think I liked that like when I do something I will say like I do have like the most supportive family yes in everything that I do and I think whenever I was younger that was like my first exposure to that or like I kind of, that I realized that like with sports, mm-hmm. everybody would come mm-hmm. like my pick, you and dad got divorced whenever I was young. So everything was kind of like separated usually with like, even uh, obviously our time, we mm-hmm. split our time throughout the mm-hmm. week and everything, but then like holidays and birthdays and everything was separated. But like whenever we had like, if I had a game or Mm -hmm. meet or something like that, Mm -hmm. everybody Everybody was was there. there. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, I think to me, like I liked having everybody like Mm -hmm. in one place, you Mm -hmm. know, all my family Mm -hmm. and everything. And I think that's probably one of the things that I still like about competing now or doing, you know, different Mm -hmm. races or like competitions, even like whenever we just did that little like 5k. Oh, that was so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. Like everybody comes out to sport. So, um, why did I start talking about that? Oh, so being my mom and knowing like the kinds of pictures that I post and the, you know, even with right. the bodybuilding and stuff like that, what are your 
thoughts on that. Like I know sometimes people think that like, what does your mom think? Or what do your parents think? Like, I don't feel like I get that as much now just because society and like culture is kind of changing in general mm-hmm. and being it's more, more accept- accepting, accepting mm-hmm. of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what do you, does it make you uncomfortable? And so my thoughts on my kids are that I want them to be their own individual, unique person. And my job now that you all are grown and mm-hmm. older is to be supportive of that. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be the biggest cheerleader for all of my kids in anything they do. I want mm-hmm. you to be you, and I don't want any of them, any of my children, to not be themselves because of me. Yeah. Because yeah. they feel like I'm going to be disappointed in them or not accept them. Mm-hmm. Um because you're my kids and I just support and yeah. love and and I you do. Want- like I said, I feel like with everything yeah. that I do, you're always you are the biggest cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just want every all my kids just to be who they are and be happy in that and just know that whatever they do, I'm behind them. Mm-hmm. That's when I'm the happiest. Like whenever there were a lot of times when I was trying to build a platform, when I was wanting to do online coaching and things mm-hmm. like that, I was doing all of these things that other people were telling me to do. Like, if this is what you want to do, then this is who you need to be and how mm-hmm. you need to mm-hmm. talk and what you need to post and what everything. And I was like imitating those things mm-hmm. and nothing was sticking. Nothing was like working. And I really was, I don't want to say I was miserable, but I wasn't happy Not unhappy with my life, but unhappy with that. And I didn't feel like anything was authentic. Right. People can feel that. Feel that. Yeah. Yeah. And then once I finally just kind of, it wasn't even that it shifted and then I stopped doing that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to stop doing that. And I'm going to start being myself and like Mm -hmm. make this big change, whatever. I did. I stopped with the coaching and I Mm -hmm. stopped doing what Mm -hmm. other people were telling me to do. And I didn't really have a plan for anything after that. I just really kind of started doing whatever I wanted. And that's whenever mm-hmm. things started like taking off for me. And not like, I don't mean like anything big, but that's right. whenever I felt the happiest. And even I've realized like the last, I was in kind of like a slump a little bit. I think a lot of it, I'm being hard on myself about it, but like just with moving, mm-hmm. like ever since I moved and then with the holidays and everything, I was kind of went through like a, I don't know, for a month or so where I was just kind of down mm-hmm. or not feeling mm-hmm. well. And I wasn't, I was kind of keeping to myself in all senses. Like even I didn't have much of like a social life because I didn't know a lot of people where I had just moved. But that's why prior to that, like I liked social media because I have moved a lot and lived in different cities. And a lot of the friends that I have are all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so I like social media because I get like one of my favorite people to talk to lives in Scotland. Like I've never even met her, but like, I love oh, that's awesome. talking to her. Yeah. Um, and so I really like social media for that because mm-hmm. it lets me connect with such unique people in so many different places that I never would have had the opportunity to before. But Which when I was so like, the opposite of me, cause I don't do any, any social, social media, media yeah, you don't at all. all. Not Facebook, <laughs> not Twitter, yeah. Instagram. What <laughs> I mean, that, what yeah. else is there? <laughs> mm, TikTok. No. 
Yeah, you're not on TikTok? No. You like Pinterest, though. I do love Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Pinterestaholic. You are a Pinterestaholic? <laughs> yes. There's worse Ask things. my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, this room, I feel like, is like a... It's very Pinterest, isn't it? It's very Pinterest-y. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is my craft room. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I am proud of all of my kids. Just like, you know, your sister, um, she um, went through nursing school, your oldest mm-hmm. sister. So she went through nursing school while she was pregnant and... Mm-hmm. Um, Ended up graduating, what, just a few months or so after her first child yeah. was born. So trying to complete your last week or month or few weeks or month or so um, with a newborn. I mean, I know. I'm just like in awe of that. Mm-hmm. So then, she, you know, she did that. I'm so proud of her for that. And um, then recently she's gotten back into real estate and mm-hmm. selling houses and it's like all of you guys. And then, you know, your, your other sister with, you know, she went to hair school and, you know, um, I think she enjoyed doing that, but she's a mom of three Mm -hmm. and I'm just, and she and loves she, that. I was going to say, she was like born to be a mom. Like, she was. Like I said, I get wore out playing Barbies for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine being her age and having three kids, three little, little kids, yeah, especially yeah. two babies, basically. Right, yeah. And she like, it's like nothing. One month. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> She's always so like chill and laid back she is. and like. I don't want to say I don't think of her as like being like a career woman. No, she still is like no. creative she, and things and like she mom yeah. life. But she yeah, is she's the mom, all life. mom yeah. life. Yes, <laughs> and passionate about yes, it. Yeah. very. Yes, yeah. and then your brother and his, you know, his sobriety and mm-hmm. just all his struggles and you with your living in Charlotte and then moving to um, Orlando and wow, I just think about how far you have come from like college and when you got out of college and that your first job at mm-hmm. OA and mm-hmm. then, um, I can't, Don't the other place. It, okay. Yeah. yeah. I won't say it. <laughs> and, um, and then moving to Charlotte mm-hmm. and how much you grew there and that job. And then that job took you to Orlando oh, yeah. and then now, mm-hmm. New job. I'm just like I'm in awe of all of my kids. <laughs> I really am. Yeah. I'm inspired by all of you. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and I feel like I learned so much from each of them too. Mm-hmm. I always say this when people are like, "Which of your siblings are you like the closest with?" I'm like, "Oh my all god!" Of them. Like I can't. Yeah, yeah you are. I'm you so... are. All four of you have like such a strong bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm blessed as a mom for that. Because I, I can't imagine what it'd be like for a mom that has, you know, kids, siblings that don't get I out. almost like, because it's, it's always been like that for mm-hmm. us, that like, mm-hmm. I didn't realize what it was, I feel like, until I saw other people that don't have that. Mm-hmm. Like I, like some like other people that I've met, they're like, I'm not that close with my siblings. I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? I talk to mine all day, every day. I'm 31 yeah. years old, and I talk to mine 
all day, every day, all of them. <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't talk to them? And there's so much that I, like I said, I learned from all of them. Mm-hmm. Like Luke, I have like the deepest conversations mm-hmm. with about, I, I learned, I mean, he's my baby brother, but I learned so much mm-hmm. from him. And I do too. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, like, where the hell did this come from? Like, are you reading a book or something? Like, can I get a copy? I don't... He's got, like, a photographic memory. Mm-hmm. And he's so insightful yes. and intuitive. Oh, very, very intuitive. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. But, yeah, I learned from him, like, with uh, Ivy, I feel like, like, a, a lot of just teaching me more about being chill. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, because... Yeah. I feel like it's like it balances me. Mm-hmm. Like I tend to be very like routine and and she's so go with the flow and chill and like uh-huh. it's nice to like even just call in and talking to her. I feel like for a little bit, not no, about anything, but just like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? Like, okay, like just seeing how crazy things are and how chill <laughs> she is. I'm like, okay, well, like, have you ever seen the meme? Of the dog that's sitting there and everything, it's like a cartoon dog and everything around it is on fire and he's just like <laughs> sitting there drinking coffee like, this is fine. That's that would be I. And so just like talking to her for 10 minutes or whatever in the middle of what I think is a crazy day and like seeing, calling her and like, it's a shit storm in the background and she's like, what's up? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess everything's fine. And then Christina, I learned, she's always been, um, like, I know you were talking about her, like, career changes and everything. Mm -hmm. She's always been a hustler. Like, she has. Since we were young. I mean, that girl works her butt off. mm -hmm. But you do too. I mean, you do too. But I learned that from her. Like, I remember I got my, I've been working basically Mm -hmm. since I was 14. Like, I got my first job, but I got that from her. The only reason that, like her and I, we were we we're only not even two years apart, so we were mm-hmm. close. We fought a lot, and like we wanted to beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> not wanted to, we did beat the shit out of each other when we were kids. We one of our favorite things to watch was wrestling. It was. <laughs> I remember that. Oh my goodness. And we would practice on each other, and then we would use things when we really were pissed <laughs> off at each other. Like we beat the shit out of each other, but we also were best friends like we I mean because we were so close growing up but I remember I was 14 and she was 16 she Mm -hmm. got like her first job because she Mm -hmm. got a car and she could drive Mm -hmm. and I was so jealous that she had her own money Mm -hmm. and she would take me because like we were close and everything she would take me to the mall and stuff with her I remember in the summer going to the mall with her and she would like have money to spend and I didn't really and I was like this is bullshit. Obviously, I didn't say it. Well, right. I might have. I don't know. You probably did. Since I was young. <laughs> I think, like, what was my first word? Damn. Or <laughs> um, I get that from dad, though. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I, so, I got my first job, like, at 14. And I've been pretty much had a job ever since, since I think. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and, yeah, I definitely got that from her. Okay, so uh, being my mom, is there anything or like being my mom and knowing me better than hell even I know myself sometimes, is there anything that that you think my audience should know about me that maybe they don't? Mm. Um, 
I think you've been pretty authentic. You think? In the, um, that was going to be my question. In the what podcast? In the podcast that I've, you know, that I've listened to, um, I think, yeah, I, I'd say you're very authentic. That's, so you think? You, I don't, you're not putting on any kind of show. You're right. You yeah. think who I am on my public platforms or whatever mm-hmm. is pretty true to how I am in mm-hmm. real life. Yeah. Yeah, the you're only, disciplined, yes. you're goal-oriented, you're passionate. Do you think I'm an asshole? Because that's one perception, like some of the things that I post, like that I think are funny. Sometimes people think people you're take an that asshole? as me being an asshole, yeah. Oh, Do you well, think? they got to come deal with your mama. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I'm an asshole? Like, can I be bitchy, like... Well, I mean, who can't? Or do you think it's... Right, who can't, yeah. <laughs> but those kinds of... Do you think that's just my sense of humor? Like, yes. would you say... Like, that kind of stuff that I that you've seen, like, reels and things like that, you think that that's just my... That's not me being an asshole or, like... Thinking it's just it. your sense of that's humor. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We were kind of talking about it a little bit earlier. Yeah, because you're, you're a very uh, tender-hearted person, too. You think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am. I'm a sucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm definitely a sucker. Especially, Especially when it comes to your nieces and that's your what nephew. I, was say. I mean, yeah. you they, are way sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling my mom earlier, I went to visit one of my nieces earlier and I had to leave because we were like, <laughs> I needed to go. I hadn't even like gotten ready for the day, but I had been with them pretty much all day long mm-hmm. and I needed to go get ready because we were going to go to dinner and my niece started crying and she said, but I don't want you to go because I love you. And I was like, okay, well, I'm never leaving. Like, <laughs> I hope you guys have another room because I'm moving in. <laughs> it like broke my heart. I'm like, God, it does make me think sometimes like with having nieces and nephew now and how soft it has made me mm-hmm. makes me terrified to ever have my own kids oh because, you're so in trouble <laughs> <laughs> because i know it would be worse if it's my own kids like it has to be i don't yeah. see how i'm like i know i would love my not that i would love that more but it would definitely be a different kind of love if it was my own kids and i'm like how am I going to be able to handle that? Yeah, you're definitely <laughs> going to have to look for a man that will be the disciplinary. Disciplinarian, yes. Yeah. Because it won't be you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that you say that because I was thinking about that the other day. I was actually thinking about with um, my younger sister mm-hmm. and her husband, and mm-hmm. he is so good about that. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to have to find a man like that. Like, because I'm <laughs> never going to be like that. Like I will be, so, I, I will literally turn to like putty in their little tiny yeah. hands. I'll be like, yeah. it's fine. Like whatever you want to do. Oh yeah. <laughs> they will so have you wrapped around their little fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the bachelor. Do we even oh, still yeah. have time? How long I have we been know, talking? Do we we have no time, idea. whatever. This is my podcast. We can talk as long as we want. Um, wow. What a shit storm of a season. Yes. Did you watch like the whole? I did. So I I don't know how much my audience watches. I mean, Ashley, now come on. (laughs) I might not do social media, but the bachelor and survivor. Yeah. You still watch survivor. I do. I didn't even know survivor was still on TV. Yeah. So the bachelor is 
your thing and my thing, mm-hmm. and Survivor is my thing and Luke's thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which has been on TV longer? Mm. Survivor? I think it has. I was going to, like, Google it, but I'm not that Luke fast. was, like, I want to say Luke was one, maybe, when I started watching There's Survivor. There's 42 seasons of Survivor? Or is there more? The first season started, I think, in 2000. Damn. May 31st through August 23rd, Yeah, so Luke was one. Almost one. Wow. Bachelor season one started in 2002. So yeah, Survivor has been on longer. Um, And yeah, I really wasn't into The Bachelor before, but I started watching it with you because Because you were into it. (laughs) And, um, oh, I talked about this on my date, actually, on Saturday about, I don't know if we were talking, I don't think, there's no way in hell we were talking about The Bachelor, but somehow <laughs> I mentioned something about your food, like your cooking, and how, I was like, my mom makes the absolute best food, and he's like, I'm going to remember that. Um, <laughs> but that was, it was when I was still living in Evansville, mm-hmm. and... I don't know if we were like planning to just have dinner together one night a week, but basically my mom is like the best freaking cook. And I just was looking for any excuse to like, come get a meal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so that's what it was. It was that pity watch of the bachelor. Not that I didn't want to spend time with you, but like, I just wanted food. No, I'm kidding. Well, you do know that that was like a joke in the family. It's a little different now since I'm all like on my meal plans or whatever. You did say earlier that I'm like an infant, like every couple of hours I'm eating. Yeah, you do. Um, but that was like a joke. I remember I even had a screenshot of a text from Luke not that long ago. Or it was from a long time ago, but I mm-hmm. found it recently where he was like, hey, do you want to come over? There's food. <laughs> like That's how people used to try to like get me to show up for things and be like, hey, what are you doing Wednesday night? Okay, by the way, we're going to have pizza. I'm like, okay, I'm there. I guess I'm coming to your house Wednesday night. Um, I know how to get my kids to come home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think, I don't know, we had maybe planned on like doing dinner together once a week or whatever. And mm-hmm. so we landed on Monday nights in The Bachelor. And so that was our thing. Like mm-hmm. I would come over Monday night, we would have dinner and then we would, did we drink wine? We would drink Moscato, I think sometimes. Probably, yes. Yeah. I do have a t-shirt that says Mondays are for The Bachelor mm-hmm. and wine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember when you got that. <laughs> Uh, so that was our thing. We started watching The Bachelor, and I watched the first season with Chris Souls was The okay. Bachelor, and mm-hmm. then I got hooked, and I watched almost every season after that, but not, like, I didn't watch Ari's season, and I don't remember who was before him. I can't tell you the order. I don't Yeah, I don't know. So there's, then. like, a couple maybe that I didn't watch, but um, I didn't watch, like, the Olympic, or what is it, Bachelor Oh, Games yeah, that was not, yeah, I watched that. Was it stupid? It was stupid. Yeah. Um, But so, yeah, I've kind of been a fan ever since. And I can't say that I really believe in a lot. Like, I don't. I don't really. I think it's like a fantasy. Mm -hmm. Like anything. Mm -hmm. I always say this. Like, whenever things are good, things can be good with like almost anybody. When you're flying around the world and like you're not working and you're not paying Right, they're not in reality. Yeah, you're not in reality. (laughs) I feel like it's, yeah, like it's easy to fall in love or it's just not, 
but you're not in a scenario where you could really see if somebody could fit into your real life mm-hmm. or what if mm-hmm. you could fit mm-hmm. into each other's lives right. like outside of it so i don't and i think it's all rushed and like by the time you actually are getting engaged you've spent what maybe three days with someone it's what it seems yeah <laughs> the whole process is only a couple of months and like they get if you make it to the end or you make it to what is it first hometowns or whatever mm-hmm. like when they're meeting your parents so when they meet your if you make it that far where the lead is meeting your parents, you've only had what maybe two one-on-one dates, but most of them only have yeah, one one-on-one day. Mm-hmm. So one day that you've spent with them, and mm-hmm. it's normally a daytime portion and a and a dinner basically. Mm-hmm. So what could that be like? Six hours, right? Eight hours at the most, and then a couple of group dates. Which how do you really get to know somebody when you're on a date with you know say it's a guy you're, you're on the bachelor uh, one guy and 20, 15 other women like. Right. That, and it's normally a game and it's or it's some kind of activity or a competition or whatever. Right. And so it's not like you're sitting down really getting to know them. Right. And then if you make it that far, then they meet your parents. So then you spend another day with them. They spend the evening meeting your parents. And then next after that is fantasy suites or like you're right. <laughs> sleeping together. That's like controversy, like controversy over what happens in the fantasy mm-hmm. suites and whatever. I think it varies like season to season mm-hmm. and what people's, you know, but you know what the idea is right like, behind it. And then after that, basically like you meet their parents, you're going to, so by the, it's like five days at most that you've mm-hmm. spent with that person. And then you're getting engaged mm-hmm. to me. I don't think that's realistic at all. Like, Mm-mm. So I don't believe it in in that sense, but I do really like. There it are a like, few though. There that, are, yeah, that, some have that have stayed together, stayed together, yeah, and have children. And there's some that have stayed together, had children, and are divorced now. I haven't seen any since I've watched the show where that has happened, except for people that have met on Bachelor in Paradise. Actually, like Ari, but I didn't watch that season. But he didn't pick her. Ari didn't pick her. Yeah. No. And they didn't get engaged right away. Like, didn't they get engaged on the reunion or something or the after the... But he didn't pick her regardless. Like, he didn't end up picking her in that series. Whether they spent some more time together or whatever, it's not that he spent five days with her and decided he wanted to marry her and then they got married and... Had two kids or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. Other, it didn't happen like that. And the only couples that I know of, I think some of the people that you're mentioning had happened in like earlier seasons before mm-hmm. I watched mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, yes. and that was before social media. And like, I feel like a lot of people go on, not even a lot of people, everybody that's going on that show, no matter what people say about, no, everybody that's going on the show is going, they have some type of like personal agenda. agenda. Yeah. Yes. Because you don't even know who you're going on the show for right. until right before you go. Like a lot of those people, there's been very few people that I've heard through interviews and podcasts and stuff like that, where the process did happen fast for them. The process, meaning the, um, I don't know, not recruiting, but <laughs> the, I'm just going to say recruiting, recruiting for lack yeah. of a better word. The recruiting process. A lot of times that is really long. Or like the people, like 
they tried to get on for several seasons or they were in the process for several mm-hmm. seasons, which could be what a year or mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. So like, you don't even know when you sign up for the show or somebody else nominates you for the show and you get contact about the show and start the interview process or whatever, you don't know who you're going on the show for. So right. for anybody to say like, Oh, like that's, they're always like, you're not here for the right reasons. I'm like, none of you are there none for the right, re- right reasons. None of you are there for that person mm-hmm. specifically. You may say that you're open to like the idea of love or the idea of meeting someone, but you didn't go on this show for that person specifically or like pursuing them right 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 um i don't remember where i was going with this oh i was just saying i don't really believe in the believe in it for like necessarily finding a partner or whatever but i do like it as like a social experiment or Mm -hmm. like seeing Mm -hmm. how people Mm -hmm. interact with each other and especially whenever like everybody has to have some kind of story Mm -hmm. and it's almost like a sad story or it's I feel like to like get the audience or the to be kind of rooting for them or to have find something it's more relatable it makes you more emotional you're more mm-hmm. whatever you feel some type of way towards somebody or feel sympathy or whatever you're kind of like rooting for them then you get more invested in the show mm-hmm. and you tune in every week mm-hmm. and you're like a loyal fan or whatever so I feel like everybody has some kind of story so I like hearing those things or like hearing their stories or hearing about stuff that they've been through or even just even the interactions with other people in the house and then seeing like how they act because Mm -hmm. of those things. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So that's what I like about it. Mm -hmm. Do you like it for the love story or do you like, like just for the entertainment or I'm getting frustrated with it. Honestly, I feel like, um, like you were saying, everybody is not on there for the right reason. And I feel like all the um, all the bachelors that they choose and all the bachelorettes that they choose are have been on a show mm-hmm. previously. And then they're chosen like if they didn't get accepted. Yeah, yeah, if they're not the final yeah. one then they could possibly be the, let's say, the bachelorette the the next season or or whatever. And I just, I guess they're just doing it for ratings and it's just a show and it's not really, you know, it's not really like a a dating. (laughs) Right. I feel like with this last season in particular, with Clayton's season, Mm -hmm. I I feel like he had... Again, I've only watched since like Crystal's season. Um, so I don't even know how many that has been. But I feel like he was the least ready out of anyone that mm-hmm. I've ever watched. And it was almost like I was like I kept watching because there was so much drama. And it mm-hmm. was like funny, I guess. And for me, it was that's the only TV really that I watch. I do stay you need really to li- busy. Watch Juan Pablo's season because he was as I, bad, was just he? as bad as Juan Pablo. Was he? <laughs> I've heard that comparison a lot. Have you really? Yeah, like a lot. Mm. I told you I listened to like mm-hmm. a lot of podcasts, and that's the reason why I don't really watch a lot of TV because 
I am always doing something. Like even when I'm home, I do not know how to sit the fuck down. That's why I <laughs> like don't. being in a like relationship <laughs> or something. Cause I feel like if I do have somebody, then I'm like, we'll have those chill times in the evening. Where I'm like, Oh, let's just like lay down and like watch TV together, whatever. If I'm not like, I'm not sitting down. Like I'm, I don't even sit down to eat my dinner. Like I'm standing up and like moving, like you do. So I listen here. You do. do. Yeah. Yeah. I do. So I listen to a lot of podcasts because I can do stuff around my place Mm -hmm. and still have like that form of entertainment or whatever. So really the bachelor is like the only, um, TV that I watch, but I've listened to a lot of podcasts and they have made, that comparison comparing Clayton to Juan Pablo. Yes. But when I first started, so I don't know why Clayton was selected to be the bachelor, because like you mentioned, normally for people who don't really, if anybody, for anybody who doesn't really (laughs) watch the show, probably has turned off the podcast by now. Right. (laughs) They were just tuned in because they thought we were going to talk about sex. (laughs) Um, but for anybody who doesn't totally understand the show, like um, there'll be a season of The Bachelor, so it's one man, and then there's like 30 different women, and he kind of dates all of them and narrows it down to one at the end. And then normally for the next season of The Bachelorette, typically one of the last couple of women that he had had it narrowed down to ends up becoming The Bachelorette, and then she dates right. 30 men. Right. So it goes back. And yeah. Right. And normally it, they pick somebody mm-hmm. that it's either from like the bottom three or four from the last season mm-hmm. or somebody that's been on another season that maybe had like a bad or like a failed relationship or something or just like an old fan favorite or whatever. Clayton, I really don't understand why he was chosen because we really didn't know anything about him like a lot right. of times yeah. they pick a lead that like has a good story or like right. like i mentioned that has some type of emotional pool that like has the audience invested in right. them and their love story and they're kind of rooting for you and i wish like, they would would just pick people that haven't been on the show mm-hmm yeah, that would be more interesting. It would. Yeah, if it was like totally random. That's kind yeah. of how it started, right? Right. Like, because there was several seasons of just The Bachelor before then they you kind of eliminate the, I'm there for the wrong reasons. Oh, I guess you could still have people there for the wrong reasons. And when that we just, say wrong reasons, we're, we mean they're not there to find oh. the love of their life. Right. Which again, I don't. They're think just there, just to be on a TV show and yeah. become famous, and that was my point earlier. Whenever you said there were some relationships from earlier seasons where they have it has worked out, mm-hmm. and I think that's because those seasons were prior to the age of mm-hmm. um, social media. Or yes, social media may have I think so it was too. Not a big thing at all. Right now, I think most people that and are it's going changed. on any reality yeah. show. I'm not yeah. even talking about The Bachelor specifically. Any type of reality show are going to have some type of platform because you do you get a ton of exposure. Right. And, Right. And it's a lot of uh, popularity and then it's easy to sell things on Instagram and become an influencer right. or if you have some type of, doesn't have to be an influencer. Yeah. And that's like what everybody is doing or, now. Exactly. Yeah. So I think in that sense, people don't have the right, they're not there for the, for the right, right reasons, reasons or whatever, yeah. but like what is really even yeah. the right reasons? Because like I want it to be what it used to be. I want it to be a dating show. 
Yeah. And I don't I want to see I want to see young men and women that are really looking for a relationship. Yeah. Truly. And not just to be on TV. Be on, yeah, yeah, or grow their, yeah, grow their Instagram following. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they could like get it back to that now. Yeah. Or if they even can. They like, they need somebody like me to to run the to, show. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody who doesn't use Instagram. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I let me what, go yeah. through all of your videos and pick people. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk to them. I bet we could get you on on board somehow. If they want to use people that have been on the show, save that for Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Which is entertaining, too. That always ends up being a shit show. And that, I feel like those relationships end up being more successful because they're spending so much more time together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because in Bachelor in Paradise, they're together all day, every Mm -hmm. day for weeks and weeks. If Mm -hmm. they make it that Mm -hmm. far that I actually like feel like it's more, again, you're living on the beach. (laughs) You're not paying bills. You're not going to work. You're not dealing with, you don't even have your phone. So you're not Mm -hmm. dealing with anything in the real world. So there again, like it's easy to fall in love in paradise. I'm sure like when things are good, they can be good with anybody, Mm -hmm. but like, how do you make that work in the real world? But there are more relationships that I've seen from that show that end up being more successful Mm -hmm. than from the bachelor bachelorette. But again, I don't know why Clayton was chosen because we knew nothing about him from Michelle's season really like at all. Like he didn't have a story that he shared. Um, and he kind of got eliminated like early on. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't make not, it very far mm-hmm. in the season. So I'm not really sure why he was chosen, but I didn't ever get the sense that he was really ready for a relationship. Like he sounded like he was coaching a little league game. Yeah. At the beginning I feel of the season. I feel like the show has kind of what I was trying to get to. I feel like the show has completely turned from being like a, a dating show to it's just all about ratings and mm-hmm. influencers and yeah, social media and all of that. I wish it would just get back to the dating somehow. Yeah. Do you think that um, a lot of like the women that he kept around on this season, do you think it was because of like he was really interested in? them or do you think it was more of a rating thing because there was a lot of drama and it was Mm -hmm. stupid drama Mm -hmm. like really Mm -hmm. silly immature drama especially coming from some of the drama was coming from the older women on the show like Mm -hmm. not from the young 23 year olds or whatever so there was Mm -hmm. time i mean it did Mm -hmm. towards the end but Mm -hmm. in the beginning it was like some of the older women um and sometimes i was like it seems so silly like is it do they does the lead just not know about this stuff or are they being influenced by producers to keep them on because it's good tv right because i'm watching because it's entertaining i think it's stupid right i don't think any of them should be getting married no (laughs) but it's entertaining to watch them fight over it's hilarious or right like really what yeah right (laughs) watching grown-ass women fight over six pieces of shrimp right Mm. now like which now I'm saying that out loud, I'm like, God, why am I watching this show? <laughs> yeah, so me silly. too. 
But that's, yeah, that's I'm shaking my was. head. And there were so many times this season where I wondered that, like, how much influence do, do like, the producers have on who mm-hmm. stays? Mm-hmm. Did you feel like that? I feel like we see what they want us to see because they're following them around. They mm-hmm. probably got several camera people following everybody oh, around God, yeah. and they edit it and make it well this is yeah this is filmed for at least i don't know two to three months yeah over probably two to three months yeah. and then it's consolidated down to two hours a night for right. seven or eight weeks eight nine weeks mm-hmm. maybe so, so like, like at the they, at the women tell all and like at the at the last show this season like everybody was like so hard on Clayton and I totally get it but yet I'm also the kind of per- type of person that I know there's like two sides to every mm-hmm. story yeah and I feel like we're just seeing what they want us to see and so I'm not as quick to be so hard on him and judgmental of him because I don't have both sides of the story. story. That's true. Um, So whatever you may, when you said he is like Juan Pablo, what do you mean in that sense? Or what were you frustrated with him about? Uh, Well, there again, because it's, it's how they're editing everything and, and wanting they're showing us what they want us Mm -hmm. to see so they can make all the drama. But he just, yeah, just the whole thing where he, at the end where he was, had it down to the three women and how he did those three women. And like, I'm in, you know, I'm in love with all three of you. And he's telling all three of them. He loves them. He's in love with them. The exact same way. The exact same way. Like using the exact same words. Yeah. (laughs) That was my thing with it. So I, the whole season, there was a lot of drama, but a lot of it was like really silly, stupid shit. I didn't ever get the impression that he was like really ready for a relationship because like I said, it sounded like he was coaching a little league game. What I meant by Mm -hmm. that, he's always like, you're doing a great job. Like you're Mm -hmm. really doing great. You look beautiful. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like he never, he was always like, oh, I really like, I really like this girl. I have a strong connection with her. I'm like, okay, you like making out with her, but like, yes, never. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like you said, a lot of it's edited, so we don't see all of their conversation, but it, I never saw him asking anybody any kind of questions or sharing like anything to get about to himself know to really try to get right. to know them. Right. When he said, I have a strong connection with her, it was a physical one. Oh, yes. And it reminds yes. a lot of times, like, I see it because yeah, it's exactly like, like what I said at the beginning of this podcast. I kept thinking, like, oh, I only have these strong connections with these men and then i realized well it was really more of just a physical thing like those men don't really not that they don't care about me but they don't care about my heart or like trying to protect me or whatever because if like gabby said that but i'm not saying they've said like i love you or whatever but gabby said that best whenever you say you love someone you assume responsibility for like to Mm -hmm. protect them Mm -hmm. and to she was spot on she yeah she she, yes Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I didn't get the sense that he was really forming strong, uh, no, genuine he wasn't, connections yeah, enough to like yeah. marry somebody. Mm-hmm. 
But those last three women that he had there, he did tell all of them that he loved them, mm-hmm. that he was in love with them in the exact same way. But he never once, at least that we saw, articulated why he loved them, right. what he loved about them. Right. He just, and I think, and I think anybody watching the show or from what we did see, I think he was confusing love with chemistry and yes. liking someone. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that is, he mentioned at one point he hadn't been in a relationship in like five or six years or whatever. Well, I haven't been that long out of a relationship, but I know like I do spend a lot, normally when I'm single, I'm single for long periods of time. So then whenever, I, and I don't mm-hmm. have a lot of like attractions to somebody or like connections or whatever. So when I do, it is like intense and it is easy for me to like, be like, oh my God, like I'm mm-hmm. going to fall in love with this person. Right. So I get that. I can mm-hmm. relate to him in that sense. Mm-hmm. I think he just hasn't been in a relationship in so long and is immature. And I don't mean, um, maybe Im- inexperienced mm-hmm. relationally. Mm-hmm. Like he has not just hasn't been in a lot of relationships. So I think him having those connections and a lot of it was like chemistry. Um, you could see it just right. watching yeah. them. <laughs> I think he thought, I do think that he thought that he was in love with all of them, but Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm like, but what does love mean to you? Right. Yeah. And then the way that he handled it was terrible. I'm just looking for the one I love. I love all of you, but I'm trying to figure out which one I love the most. That just sounds so fucked up. And then I, it was just a shit show. Like, I don't know. I, I think whenever I got really frustrated, the part with, um, Susie, whenever she wanted, like she was the last, so she was the Mm -hmm. last one that he Mm -hmm. said that he was in love with and he was in love with her the most, (laughs) but he didn't really tell her that he loved her the most until she wanted to leave. And that was what was initially what was when I really got frustrated was that was like the when Susie told him, look, if you've told other women that you're in love with Mm -hmm. them and you've slept with other women, like I can't move forward. Mm -hmm. And he was like, like did not understand how she couldn't how she couldn't get past that. And he kept saying, what? You're not willing to fight. You're not willing to fight. And then he was like, okay, then leave. You just need to leave right now. Yeah, those were like red flags. Yeah, it was like the classic, and I've had experiences with men like this before where I have realized maybe like my feelings were more advanced than what the situation was. And so I tried to kind of like cut it off or like let's like respectfully not being like shitty about it or whatever, but like, cause I feel this way. Like I think it's best if things like don't move forward and then they'll kind of, it's like they, not that they have intentions to ever move for things to move past that. Like they maybe agree with me in a sense, but they want it to be over on their terms, not on my terms. Right. So they'll tell me whatever they need to tell me to kind of like pull me back in or whatever, or to try to, so that they can end it on, on mm-hmm. their terms. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I felt like Clayton had handled that situation. Mm-hmm. Once he found out that Susie thought maybe right. she wasn't going to be able to get past it. If that was the case, he was like, 
wanted to end it on his terms. Yeah. Then you need to leave right now. It was like what he got, he got mad at her for like not fighting, but he didn't even give her the chance to fight. Cause right. he was like, as soon as he found out that it might not go his way, he was ready to be done with it. Right. And then changed his mind three hours later or three <laughs> days later or whatever, after he had freaking screwed the other two women over. <laughs> that was also what, how, what, how did you think he handled well, how, what were your thoughts on how he handled the situation with Susie initially, like that first breakup? Oh, I was, I was not happy with his whole reaction and how he treated her and the things that he said. Yeah, I didn't. You know how you said that? I was so mad. You said that you have some like grace because we don't really see so much right. in that right. situation. Did you think it was pretty spot on or did you think that it was being portrayed one way? Mm. I will say I, think, I listen to a lot of the interviews and like podcasts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing all that, which I know you're not privy to that. Cause right. No, I don't. It. It, and on, when I say interviews, I mean interviews with him. It sounds like it was exactly like it happened. That the has, only thing yeah. he said was that it was longer. Like we only saw, I mean, what, Part of cut it. it down into like uh, yeah. 10 or 15 mm-hmm. minutes or whatever. But he said that conversation was like a three hour conversation. Yeah. And they yeah. cut it down to like 10 minutes or whatever. Right. But. Yeah. I believe that, that the conversation yeah. was longer. But I think his reaction and how he. Because he's, like, mortified by it now. Like, is he looking back on it? Yeah. Mortified by it? How he handled it. How he handled it? Is yeah. he really? Oh, yeah. Well, good. Very, he should be. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, like, very, very embarrassed by it. And, um, yeah. And, and my biggest thing out of that was, like, I thought he handled it terribly. I thought, again, like, he just wanted to have control over the situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I was like, if you'll act like this on TV when you have, like, 30 cameras around you, how are you going to handle a fight when you're alone? Right. That's what I... Because he got mad. He, yeah, like, he was did. was yelling and, like... Yeah, yeah. And he... And it was quick to... Like, that was yeah. a long conversation, apparently. But he was very quick to, like get angry yeah in that environment and so if if i was Susie, that would be my concern and she was i listened to a podcast interview with her on nick vial's podcast after the fine the finale or whatever and that's exactly what she said why she was like she ended up turning down the final Mm -hmm. rose or whatever in that situation because she wanted to have some conversations with him off camera, like outside of that environment or whatever. But that was her number one concern was, is this how you're going to be when we fight? Right. And he twisted it. So like he was, he was in the wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. But he he twisted it and made it all her fault. Like, Oh, well, you know, you should have, you should have told me ahead of time that you didn't want me to sleep with other men, women. <laughs> like what? Like what? I have to tell you if I want to like. Right. So if you, if you love me, I, I needed to tell you ahead of time that I don't want you sleeping with other people. Right. I got irritated in that conversation. He was like, I can't even look at you anymore. I don't even right. know who you are anymore. That's I'm like right. the man who just said, yeah. I just told two other women I'm in love with them screwed both of them 
but I love you the most. Right. I can't even look at you anymore. Like what? Yeah. I, I should not be able yeah, to Yeah, he totally at you. twisted. Yeah. And that's why I said uh, red flags. I yeah. mean, if I were Susie, I mean, those would be huge red flags for me. I mean, he's in the wrong here and he's switching it, making it your fault. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And she, and it was so sad to me. And, and if anything, I opened him because I feel like I have been her before. Mm-hmm. Because when he did that, she did. It was, she assumed responsibility. She did. I think once she was able to remove herself from the converse or from the situation long and reflect on it long. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is this very intelligent, mm-hmm. like smart. She seems very self-aware. Um, and just the way that she handles things and articulates things. I think she's just so like very classy. Mm-hmm. But um, in that situation, when he flipped it around on her, she did kind of start backtracking and it was like, she felt like she was wrong. Cause it went from her saying that, I don't think I can be here. And then whenever he was like, like kicking her out basically and like, you need to leave right now. It was kind of like, she was trying to, uh, she wanted to stay and at least talk a little Mm -hmm. bit or I don't know, something like Mm -hmm. it just, it, the whole thing was just so cringy. Um, Yeah, it was. And then, so then I want to get back to Susie in a minute, but like after that, so he, she leaves mm-hmm. and then he goes to Rachel and Gabby and tells them like what had happened or whatever. And then basically like asked if they wanted to stay and meet his parents or if they mm-hmm. wanted to leave. Right. Um, his, whenever he told them that he was, First of all, he didn't tell them that he loved her the most, which that right. was what I thought was the most fucked up, that he left out the most important part. He was like, right. hey, by the way, Susie left because she said, if I told you guys I loved you or I slept with either of you, she couldn't move forward. I'm in love with all of you. I slept with two of you. Right. <laughs> Do you, she's gone now. Do you guys, guys want to stay continue? and meet my yeah. mom? Like, that's kind of what the conversation was. It was so yeah. absurd. And then, and he, but he didn't say. He, he didn't kept, say he she's really saying, the one. Yeah, yeah. He kept saying, I'm, I just, I'm trying to find the one I love the most. Yeah. He didn't say, by the way, I told Susie I love her the most. Uh, so then they're both naturally very upset. Mm-hmm. I think they did play the cry, uh, whoever was crying. Like, I mean, it was so loud. Like it was like it. I'm sure that place it echoed, right? But they definitely had the volume like cranked up. <laughs> I'm telling on that you. <laughs> and like replayed it right. over and over because right. it was the same <laughs> sobs. But I did like I felt for especially oh I felt for of both them. of them yeah. But like especially Rachel's reaction was so much like you could tell she really oh I knew she was gonna be heartbroken yeah she yeah. was heartbroken yeah. like she really was in love with him or yeah. at least thought or at least yeah. she was in love with whoever she thought he was at that point mm-hmm. however he had been to her mm-hmm. but she was heartbroken and it was hard to watch or to mm-hmm. listen to because mm-hmm. that really made me emotional mm-hmm. like whenever you see somebody else mm-hmm. getting that emotional like oh my god it's hard to not also get emotional but so i really felt for them in that situation and then i thought it was fucked up that gabby tried to leave and he 
tried to get her to stay and like talked her out of it again. Right. Wanted it to end on his to terms, his terms, not yeah. on her terms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he convinces her to stay. So they both stay. Then they both go meet his parents. And honestly, they both had pretty different attitudes. Like from the rose ceremony to the time they were going to meet his parents. Like I was like, wow, like they really came around. They both yeah. had a really yeah. positive, open mind about it. I, I was kind of surprised because I was like, I would have been still pissed off or like still <laughs> crying. Um, so that those date both like with their both dates with his, I don't know if you call them dates, but um, meeting meet the parents, with, meet the parents or whatever, seeming like seemed to go really well. I think that his mom definitely liked Rachel more because um, she stayed. She didn't mm-hmm. try to leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can also just tell, like, Rachel was just crazy about him. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I think oh, yeah. any mom would like, yeah. want your son to pick the one that's, like, crazy about mm-hmm. uh, crazy about you. Because you think right. that they're the least likely to break your son's heart right. or whatever. Um. So that goes well, and then he decides, though, but I love Susie the most. What were your thoughts about it? Did you, because leading up to it, before he said that he loved any of them, Mm -hmm. who did you think he had the strongest connection with? So I felt like with Rachel, I felt like she was head over heels, madly in love with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's how I felt. That's how I felt. And then Gabby, I felt like his time with her, I felt like they were very silly together. Yeah, they had like fun together. They, yeah, they really seemed like they had a lot of fun together. Um, and then Susie, I didn't get a real good read mm-hmm. on their relationship, but I, because again, they show, we right. see what they want us to see. Um, but my gut was telling me that she was was the one that he um, was the most oh, really? into. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I really did. That's, okay. See, I didn't pick up on that, but I think other, yeah. I've heard like other people that I've talked about, it's the same. Either it was always either Rachel or Susie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I thought that he had the strongest connection with Rachel but now look I think it was like a lot of chemistry mm-hmm. and then so whenever Susie wanted to leave to me initially I had the same reaction that his dad had when he said I you think screwed just, the pooch well yeah well <laughs> that too of course but when he was like I think you're just stuck on the one that got away mm-hmm. that was what I, I thought that he to me, from what I had seen so far, I thought that he was only like, like he didn't freak out about losing her or whatever until he was losing her. Does that make sense? I'm not saying that's right. Cause I, yeah, but that was my impression of it, like leading up to it. So I thought that he was just like, he thought that he was the most in love with her just because he was like. Cause she was the one that was going to be leaving, like mm-hmm. the one that got mm-hmm. away or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it was a pride thing. His ego was bruised from having her leave. And so then he wanted to like, you know, he had all these options and then he only had maybe one option cause Susie left. And then maybe Gabby was going to leave too. I feel like he was just trying to like grasp at straws and like keep anybody around. Right. When really he should have just let them both go and go 
pursue Susie. It, yeah, like whenever exactly. he realized that, he should have tried yeah. to fix yeah. that. <laughs> right. Rather than going and blowing up this, yes. both those yeah. women's yeah. lives and their freaking hearts. Um, so, yeah. And the, he's probably sitting back thinking or wishing that he had handled it differently. I think so now, mm-hmm. yeah. How do you think the group breakups... Like, he broke up with them at the same time after, like, whenever he... Oh, yeah. Do you think that was... Mm, I feel like he should have done done that individually. Yeah. Um. But, again, we're dealing with the show, and right. so did the show tell him? I mean, did Clayton make that decision that he, he was... He did. He did. I heard him talk about it on a podcast and he said that he thought he does say looking back on it now, he wishes that he would have broke up with them individually. But after the rose ceremony, whenever Gabby tried to leave and then he brought her back and Mm -hmm. they, and she stayed and he saw like at the end when they were all three, like doing a little toast or Mm -hmm. whatever. And, um, Gabby and Rachel were kind of like holding each other right. and like comforting each other, which is so absurd. Like, can you just imagine you're dating one man right. and the two other women are also dating that man. And then he just lets you know that he's in love, supposedly in love with all three of you. He slept with two of you, one left. And then the other two are like, it's like sister wives. Right. Like, then they're confront comforting each <laughs> right. other. That's exactly yeah. it felt like watching yeah. sister wives. Yeah. And so he said when he, after he realized that Susie was the one and he needed to send the other two home, after seeing how they had com- comforted each other a couple of days before, he thought it may be more comforting for them to do it together. To lean on each other. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So he, th- I think that it probably was just easier See, for him to have like one like I said, there's always two sides to every story and everybody's like, I feel like is quick to... To judge, right? But nobody knows what he was thinking or how he was processing it, right? So that makes sense that that's how he was, right? That is it, right? Sense, you know, no, right. I get what you're saying. You know, probably well, also, probably not, probably not the right thing, but that's yeah. how he was processing it. So, and that's fair, and especially for anybody to have opinions and I'm one of them (laughs) about that situation I think that like watching as viewers everybody has such strong opinions like oh this is how Mm -hmm. you should have handled it this Mm -hmm. is this is what I would have done but you don't know until you're in that situation you can't judge because you don't you're you're not walking in those that person's shoes and you don't know everything that's gone on yeah and it's such an absurd unrelatable situation like when are you ever dating (laughs) 30 women and they're okay with it. Right. And like, they all go into it knowing what the show is. Mm -hmm. And do I, do you think that this was the first time that the bachelor or the bachelorette, um, slept with more than one person? I don't know. It's not. Yeah. I think it is. I know this sounds messed up and this is one of the things I've talked about on the podcast before. It shouldn't be this way, but it is people 
were probably more upset about the I love yous than the I had yes. sex with somebody else. Yeah. Because sex is so casual mm-hmm. now in mm-hmm. society. Mm-hmm. It's not the connecting bonding thing that it's supposed to be. I do think be, in right. a lot of like relationships, it's obviously mm-hmm. an important factor and mm-hmm. it's, especially i mean i know uh typically it's like for different religious reasons why Mm -hmm. people want to save sex for marriage or whatever but a lot of people do feel like clayton felt like i want to know that i have sexual chemistry with somebody before i marry them Mm -hmm. or whatever um but i think now it's just such a again it's not the connecting like bonding thing that it's supposed to be in a relationship a lot of times it's just like Literally, people just have sex to get off. Like, it's mm-hmm, not... Mm-hmm. They don't even have interest a lot of times in the mm-hmm. person that it is. And so I think in that situation, um, and for a, a lot of people on that show, it's not the sex. Because, like, they don't... In other seasons, they haven't talked about... They're not open about who they sleep with or what happens right. behind yeah. the closed right. like, like, right. even just in the last two seasons of The Bachelorette before this, they didn't... Nobody knew if they had sex with those people. Right, yeah, they don't just announce it. Yeah, But they don't say, oh, (laughs) like, first we did first base, second base. Right. Like, whatever. (laughs) Nobody's sharing what happens. But normally, it's definitely shown whether or not they say, I love you. And most of the time, I think Ben Higgins was, like, Mm -hmm. the only one besides Michelle was a female. But other than that, like, those two were the only two prior to this that I know of, that I've seen that actually said, I love you to multiple to people. To m- more than one. Because I think if you say that, like you're really only thinking about being on the show. You're not thinking about outside of the show. Because if, if you, you say what? If you say, I love you to more than one person, mm-hmm. knowing that at the end, it's gonna, it's not sister wives and that mm-hmm. you have to mm-hmm. pick one. If you're thinking like that, like, okay, I'm going to get down to one person at the end and and then pursue, try to per- really pursue an engagement and uh, marriage mm-hmm. in the real world with this person outside of this. If you're thinking like that, then hopefully you would realize that telling somebody else that you love them might throw a curveball in that plan outside of like when this per- the person that you end up with mm-hmm. eventually has to watch that back. Right. You're not thinking like. That's going to hurt them. Yeah. Like, who wants to hear that yeah. or watch yeah. that? Or, you know, right. it's already going to be hard enough just seeing your connections up to that point. But especially to say that you're in love with somebody else. Like, oh, you were in love with somebody else two days before you proposed to me? Right. <laughs> right. Like, that sounds ridiculous. It does. And he was completely just thinking like The Bachelor, like the whole mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I think you you were talking about like being able to walk in another person's shoes, especially as being mm-hmm. a viewer. Mm-hmm. But also I think Clayton was not good at empathizing and putting himself in their shoes. Yeah. He was only, yeah. I think Nick mm-hmm. Vial said that on the, um, after the final, mm-hmm. he did the best when he said he mm-hmm. is, you're seeing a journey of somebody who is looking for love for himself, not with someone else. And that, yeah. that is so yeah. true because yeah. he was only, ever really thinking about himself the entire way even through the end like down to Mm -hmm. when he did try to he didn't propose to Susie but when he went back to her and like apologized and everything it was all still very like all about you didn't feel like you didn't had empathy he no no empathy not at all yeah um and he's never yeah Nick 
Nick hit that head on. Mm-hmm. What's he up to these days? Do you know? He has a podcast. Does that's he? Freaking amazing, and he like gives it. But he is so wise. He's another one that yeah. like he was yeah, on I what four seasons. Him. Yeah, he you was. didn't like him at first though, because wasn't he kind of like the villain in the first? season like yeah, he he yeah. outed andy at the end and like that he slept with her in the fantasy suite because nick got down to the final two okay. and she picked the other guy and then he was upset about that and when they had the road or the after the final like the finale uh-huh. he said like oh if you knew you were gonna pick him then why'd you sleep with me Right. Oh yeah, I remember. And that. so everybody hated him because this was like a long time right. ago. Yeah, and then it yeah. was like, oh, I he was slut shaming yeah. and whatever. Yeah. yeah. So then he went on another season, and the same thing happened to him at then. That time, he kind of like was. Then you felt sorry for him. He had kind of redeemed himself from mm-hmm. being like mm-hmm. the asshole or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and you felt sorry for him. I think at yeah. then, at least I did, because he really went the whole way and like proposed and everything, and yeah. got turned down again. <laughs> yeah. And then he had his own shot at it that worked out for a little while until it didn't. And then he went on Bachelor in Paradise and that didn't work out at all. No, no, no. Bachelor in Paradise. And then he had his own season. Okay. So now he um, has a podcast and he talks to a lot of people from the show and just other mm-hmm. celebrities and stuff like that. But he has these episodes called Ask Nick where people will like call in um, and they do like... He does, uh, what's it called? Um, like mediation mm-hmm. between couples. And mm-hmm. it's not even just like relationships, sometimes like friendships, like friends that are fighting right. about something or whatever. Um, and then people can just call in with different advice about, speci- it's always a specific scenario. Um, but he gives really oh, good advice. I really like yeah. listening to him because yeah. like the situations are- like- I always liked him. Mm-hmm. I think he's like because he's very I'm, wise. Yeah, and like, I'm just not. I'm just not quick to judge. I don't think. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way, and that's probably why I've like stayed in some um, relationships that I shouldn't have stayed in. Like I can see five, like fifty bad things about you, but I'm just gonna focus on like the three that are good. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I don't know. I give like a lot of, a lot of grace. Yeah. (laughs) But that is, and I think that's part of the, like you said earlier about just having like a tender heart. Like I do think there's Mm -hmm. like something Mm -hmm. good in everybody. And especially Mm -hmm. in a, like a show, like you only get to see whatever the producers want you to see. Right. And out of all the footage that they film, it's like they put the story t- together exactly yeah. they put it together so i, I do just try like, to like every that. season okay bachelor if you're listening to this <laughs> i'm sure they are and of course, of course they are <laughs> this is important stuff yeah, here they really have notifications <laughs> turned on every week right ash cheeks podcast every season it is never before seen. Oh, yeah. The ne- most dramatic the, the most dramatic ending. Never before seen. It's like, cut it out. Right. Because it's always, like, Just, I don't want to say the same shit, but it really is a lot of the same stuff. And they, like, there's one <laughs> little thing that's, like, different about it that um, never before seen every single season. And it's always something that, has happened before. Maybe not always. 
Yeah, maybe not always happened before, but it's just getting old. The that they hype it up like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what Move do you on to something else? <laughs> what do you think about Clayton it's and Susie? It's the most dramatic. That's always it. Ever. ever. Yeah. It's, it's like, always the most dramatic season ever. Yes. I feel like now they're starting to make fun of that a little bit. Like the last teaser that I saw for like the new upcoming season uh-huh. of the two Bachelorettes, uh-huh. um, I feel like they put like in quotations or something. And you and the most dramatic season yet. Uh-huh. Like, of course, yeah. What do you think about um, Clayton and Susie ending up together at the end? Do you think it'll work out? Nope. <laughs> You're quick to say that. <laughs> You don't think so? No. Based on just what you saw on the show? Mm-hmm. Like, again, I know you said yeah. earlier that you think there's more than we know, but... Right. Yeah, there's always two sides, and we're not seeing everything, because they only show us what they want us to see, but... I No, I, I don't feel like it. They'll be old and gray, and... No, I don't either. No. I've listened, I have listened to a lot of their interviews together since the show and, um, and it did change my opinions about it a little bit, but overall, like as a long-term thing, I don't Mm -hmm. really see it lasting. I think, Mm -hmm. I think Clayton has a lot of, I don't mean this disrespectfully. I just think he has a lot of growing up Mm -hmm. to do, Mm -hmm. especially compared to her. Like, do you know, I think he's like, I don't know. Let me look it up. But he, he, yeah, he's 28. Did I say that? That was what my guess was. Maybe I just said it in my head. Now I'm going to look up her age. She's 28. I just feel like after listening to, like whenever I hear the two of them talk, and again, that's, it could just be some people aren't good at with interviews Mm -hmm. and talking Mm -hmm. in public Mm -hmm. and like, I know that's tough sometimes, like being able to art. She's very good at it. She's mm-hmm. very good at articulating. Is she? Yeah, her feelings and and just seeing multiple sides to a, a, a different perspectives to like the same situation and all of that. I think I think she's very wise and she's had a lot of experiences. She talked mm-hmm. going and living in freaking was it China for like several oh, years? Mm. Yeah, she wasn't like so. She's had I feel like a lot of experiences that, that have experiences that have made her grow up and mature in a lot of ways. Whereas I think Clayton hasn't, hasn't even Mm -hmm. really been in a lot of relationships. And I think where she is compared to where he is, I'm not, they're definitely in two different levels. I don't mean that she's better than him or anything like that. I just mean like experience wise and maturity. They're vastly different. Yeah. 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 Their growth overall, they're in different levels. And I don't know that, well, to some extent, that can be like a good balance, or maybe they can help each other grow mm-hmm. or bring, you know. But I think it's long term, I feel like too different. Like, I just don't see it. I don't see it being like a serious thing. Right. And then they have a lot of shit to like overcome together now mm-hmm. because people, he's going to be hated on for the, how mm-hmm. he handled mm-hmm. those situations. And uh, he has been open about like he's gotten a lot of hate like from people online and stuff like that which is sad you don't want that for anybody like you don't you were a douchebag you were an asshole unfortunately it was on tv for millions of people to see but like you don't deserve i mean right (laughs) 
a lot of, I know a lot of men yeah. that have done way worse right. things that aren't getting hate in their DMs. But, right. So like, right. He, yeah, I, I, I feel for him in that sense. I don't, but like, I can't imagine what that does to a person. Right. And then how the strain that puts on a relationship. Right. And then she, oh, yeah. for a while, like when that first episode aired, when they broke up, when she left and he was a douchebag or whatever, she was getting a lot of support and he was getting a lot of hate. So that was divisive. Mm -hmm. And actually when it was airing, they were together. Nobody knew that, but they were already back together. So like, I just feel like all those factors on top of it can Mm -hmm. cause a lot of tension Mm -hmm. in a relationship Mm -hmm. and just hardships like to overcome. I, so I, I just think it'll be hard for them. Yeah. I don't see it lasting like long term. Yeah. Uh, and to get over that. For me, I feel like it would be hard to watch, to pursue a relationship with somebody after how he had treated those other two mm-hmm. women. Like, I feel like I would be worried, like, damn, are you going to do that to me? Because he mm-hmm. was very heartless about it. Mm-hmm. Like, he mm-hmm. really didn't even, I would say he apologized, but even whenever he was apologizing, Again, it, it sounded just didn't like seem sincere. it sounded like somebody coaching. I take mm-hmm. full accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does that mean? Very insincere. Like, yeah, yeah, it was just like you're just saying like whatever some PR person told you to say. Mm-hmm. It didn't sound heartfelt at all. Right. It really didn't sound like he felt like what he did was wrong, or he right. couldn't see how what he did was wrong. Um, so I don't know. I don't see it no. lasting long term. So what do you think about um, Rachel and Gabby in this next season? How is it going to work? Are I they have both no idea. Like, I didn't watch the final part where they like announced it. Mm-hmm. So I just saw like the trailer for it or the teaser for okay. it and just announced it. So I didn't know. Are they doing it They're together? doing it together. That's interesting. And what's the new host's name? I forgot. Jesse. Jesse. Um, he said he doesn't know how it's going to look. Oh, he doesn't? Mm-mm. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know if... Like they're, they're going to the have same men. 60 guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or if they're having 30, if they're sharing, sharing men. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That'll be interesting. It might be like how they did the show F boy Island, which I know you didn't see that, but that was, they had three women and like 30 guys and they were all dating the same. Mm-hmm. And each week, each woman would eliminate one guy. Okay. Yeah, and so I didn't sometimes like they were upset. So like maybe one girl, had a connection with one guy oh. and another girl eliminated him. Oh. That was what sad. was that like, show? Called F Boy Island. Oh, I it's didn't on see HBO that. Max. I think they're okay. going to have another season. It's more of like a, I don't want to say comedy, but it's hosted by Nikki Glaser, who's like one of my favorite comedians. So it, okay. it is, it's like a funny show and it's F Boy Island. Like, it's like the idea. Oh, that's the other thing. There's like half of the guys are. Nice guys and half of the guys are bad are boys, self-proclaimed fuck boys that yeah are <laughs> just not there to find. I think they can maybe win money. Oh, I don't know how they're gonna do it now because the last season kind of ruined the ending. Like they find out that the the person the f boy if he chooses the money he really doesn't get the money. It has to go to the charity that the other girl chooses. Oh, <laughs> so he thinks that he is like either competing for a woman or for money, but really he's if he chooses money he's not getting shit. Good. I don't know how they're gonna do it now though because like the secrets out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe that's the show Clayton should have gone on. <laughs> instead 
All right, well, I'm gonna wrap this up because we've been talking for way longer than I planned to. It's like already almost midnight and we have oh, hot yoga to get it? to in the morning. Oh, yes, we do. Yeah, it's 11.39. Oh, yeah. That's late for me. This is way past This is way past your bedtime. <laughs> in mine too. I think I probably go to bed at like the same time you do now. Do you? Yeah, I'm usually like... <laughs> This is why The Bachelor was a push for me because 10 o'clock is late. That's it's on 8 to 10 for me and okay. I'm normally in bed between 9 and 10 o'clock. I'm enjoying Indiana, Paradise, Indiana specifically. That's, That's right. where we are currently. <laughs> uh, so thank you for joining me. Do you have anything else you want to say? Any final words? Do you want to tell people where they can follow you? <laughs> What's your Pinterest account? I always ask people that when people come on, they give like their I Instagram even order. have my Pinterest account set to private. <laughs> <laughs> you keep it, you do keep it locked. I keep down. it she locked. Keeps everything yeah. locked down. Which, I do. Yeah, yeah, you do. I'm happier that way. Oh, I, that is one thing I will say about whenever I have spent time away from being on social media or even just here. Like mm-hmm. today, I let the kids play on my phone or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, or just set it down and being like present and not being uh, those apps and everything. It's right. easy to, especially when you have your phone in your hand and you can be standing and talking to somebody or sitting in a group of people or whatever. It's easy to just like whip your phone out and flip through Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Yeah. But like just setting it down and not like you don't have that because you don't have the accounts to begin with. And like right. when I've gone through periods of time where I'm like, fuck this. And I'll just like yeah. delete it for a while. I am happier yeah. in that sense. Yeah. Like I feel I like do- I'm missing out sometimes cause all my kids yeah. are on and you know, and then they post stuff about grandkids. Uh huh. Um, so I feel like I, I miss that what they're posting, but I hear about it anyway. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times ignorance, not to think ignorance is whatever, bliss, but ignorance is bliss. Like sometimes the less I know, the happier I am. Yes, <laughs> yes. exactly. So you can't follow my mom because no, there's can't. nothing to follow, but no, there's not. <laughs> you can send a message to contact at ashcheeks.net and I'll forward it to my mom. Actually, there were some ask cheeks questions that oh. got sent in from last week, but um, I don't know. We've already been talking forever, so I'll answer them on the next episode. Oh, darn. Did you want to give your input? Do you want to do <laughs> I one? I want to hear them. Do you want to hear? Well, one of them was um, kind of off of the episode from last week. It was just, we kind of, kind of already talked about this. Let me see. I'll do one of them really fast. Well, one was, is it ever, this was coming from a woman, is it ever okay to date your friend's ex? Mm-hmm. I think it kind of depends on what is your friend's ex. Like, what was the... I think if it's somebody they dated in high school, you're fine. (laughs) Anything after, like, college? No, I think it's fucked up. Yeah. What would you say? Yeah, I I would probably agree with that. I I think it depends on how close the friendship is. Right, yeah. How long ago the relationship was. I don't know. I, I feel... I'm pretty loyal person. Me too. So I would I have, yeah, I would feel weird about it, I think. Yeah, I would feel, personally, I would feel weird about it. Yeah, I have, I'm trying to think. I've never really dated a friend's ex. I've dated yeah, so maybe either. somebody that I had kind of been, or had some type of friendship with mm-hmm. before, like dated their ex. Mm-hmm. 
and like we're not friends anymore. Mm-hmm. But it was like never anything serious. I mean, I didn't date their ex while I was like friends with them, if that makes sense. Right. Um, and I'm trying to think. I have dated people before that my friends maybe were like hooking up with in high school, but mm-hmm. like it wasn't like a mm-hmm. right significant relationship. Right. I don't know. We have. I way think more that's questions. a conversation that you you would need to have with your friend. Mm-hmm. For sure, that yeah. would be the respectful thing to do. Yeah. If if you're questioning if you're going to do that, yeah, yeah. If you're questioning it. Then you you should, probably shouldn't be doing yeah, it. Yeah, you probably shouldn't be doing <laughs> right. it. Or you should at least have a conversation with that person about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then the other one that we'll answer, um, that one was easy. So I talked about kind of a little bit about this in the last episode and like approaching someone at the gym, like somebody that you're interested in. So this guy said, is there a way of knowing if a girl at the gym is into me? I'm normal looking and smell fine. Should I ask females I am friends with about her or just shoot my shot? Also, she is younger than me. I'm 32 and she is like 24. Do you want me to go first? Because yes. I have some thoughts. So I was going to say I'm, I'm 31 and me personally, I have said a lot of times like I don't like it when people come up and like interrupt me while I'm at the mm-hmm. gym. But mm-hmm. if I was interested in somebody, I wouldn't care. <laughs> um, but... I would like being approached because I think not enough people approach people anymore, like out in public. Mm-hmm. And so to me, when a guy does feel confident enough to come up and talk to me, I think that's hot. Mm-hmm. Um, this girl is 24 though. So it makes me wonder if like I dating, uh, dating apps and everything are really prevalent now. But like when I first started dating, they weren't. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. I'm used to people approaching people in public to some extent, at mm-hmm. least way more before, like in my early twenties and stuff than they do now. Like now it's like very infrequent. Like right. I'm more likely to go, if I'm interested in a guy, I'm going to shoot my shot because I'm not waiting on your ass. Right. Because I know <laughs> That that's how most men think, especially like the good looking, co- like that's what a lot of them say. Like, oh, I don't want to be just another guy that's like hitting on the pretty girl. And so they don't, they don't do it. They don't do it. So I would think that's attractive, but this girl's 24. So to me, I feel like she, most of her dating experiences has been in some, t- some type of like digital space, whether it be dating apps or social media or whatever. So maybe that might make her uncomfortable. I don't know. What would you say? Maybe she would be more comfortable with the approach of like having talked to one of her friends first to see if she's interested. I don't know. Do you know her friends? Like, um, what did he say? Should I have another female? I would not have another female go talk to her. To me, that looks that's like a little bit. That's exactly. <laughs> I'd be like, you're yeah. how old? Like, don't just, send just another. Just do it, dude. I think, yeah. What have you got to lose? Exactly. That's what I said in the yeah. last episode. What do you have to lose? Like, yeah. the worst that can happen is like, they're not interested in you. And it's like, right. okay. Kind of like I was saying earlier at the beginning of the episode. I know I'm not for everybody. I know right. not everybody is going to like me. You just have to be okay with yeah. that. Yeah. And somebody will. Yeah. <laughs> the right person will. Would you just, just gotta throw all the hooks in the water? You oh, catch exactly. A fish. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Shoot your shot. That's right. All right. Thank you so much for being here again. We'll wrap well, this up now so we can go to bed and do a hot here. yoga in the morning. Anytime. Well, 
I don't know. I don't want to speak too soon because it might be a little too expensive. <laughs> it was going to cost me a thousand dollars. Not really. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but $900 to fly to Evansville, Indiana. <laughs> oh my God. Because of freaking gas, of gas prices, prices and stuff. Yeah. So it is crazy. Yeah. I hope that. Thanks, Biden. Way, way to go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Ash Cheeks podcast. You've been a great guest. Well, thank you. You know how thank I end every episode? Um, something about if um, nobody's told you. And in case nobody has told you yet today, I love, I love you. you. <laughs> I was like, are you going to say it with me? record a little bit just like hear how it sounds so say something so you really you just want to see if i sound like a complete dork on here before you decide (laughs) whether or not you want to play it exactly (laughs) okay okay so say i was asking you a question and then you now you talk back (laughs) (laughs) what's your favorite color red okay what's your favorite cereal Ooh, that's a good one. Mm. Cheerios. What do you think about Lucky Charms? Oh, I hate Yucky Charms. (laughs) (laughs) 